This is the premier podcast for late model dirt track racing. This is Forward Bite, hosted by superfan and actual know-it-all Kyle Armstrong on the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Welcome back to another edition of the Forward Bite Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong. This week, we've got a couple of pretty cool guests lined up, but we're going to kind of talk about the races that happened over the weekend and preview some upcoming races, but... First, we've got, uh, we have, I actually have Jeremy Taylor here. He was already in the studio, and I said, man, would you like to just sit in on this thing, and we'll see where, where it goes. So, Jeremy, good to have you with us today, man. Yeah, Kyle, it's good to be here. I'm a, you know, I'm an old dirt kid as well. I know we've had some conversations about dirt late models and whatnot, so, uh, yeah, I'm ready to do it, man. Let's let's get down to the business here. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I really just met you, like, for you know, in person for, 15, 20 minutes ago. Well, it's probably been about 30 minutes now. And we just hit it off (laughs) and started talking about dirt late models. I said, hell, you'll be perfect. Let's just sit down and talk. So Um, anytime, anytime we're talking about dirt late models, I'm definitely want to be in the conversation. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah. It sounds like you know a lot about NASCAR too. So you've got a pretty cool show out there too. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. We, um, that, I mean, I got started in racing with dirt late models, but actually, I mean, I really got started in in motocross long, long time ago. And then I kind of went down the street to the old atomic speedway from uh, in Tennessee from I40 motocross where I was where I started racing at and then uh, started working on dirt cars and dirt late models and whatnot and now uh, over here in North Carolina doing the whole NASCAR thing so yeah we've got some stuff to talk about here as a race that happened over the weekend so let's go that's pretty cool but you you were telling me though before we came back here that you were uh, you were working at Guitar Center and almost sold Jimmy Owens a drum kit and he almost gave you a job yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, yeah, work like I said, I worked for Guitar Center uh, for probably seven and a half years. Like I'm a musician too, so I've either done music or racing my entire life, right? So um, I've always been on the road, and people would be really surprised at how uh, alike the two lifestyles are. Basically, you show up at the venue, you unload, you put on your show, you load back up, and then you go to the next event. So how is that not the same thing as racing? I mean, that's what we do every every racetrack, right? Yeah. So if you're on tour, you know, doing Wall of Outlaws or doing Lucas Oil or, or whatever, it's the same thing as being a musician. It's just the venues, are they look a little bit different. But yeah, it's the same thing. So uh, this was back in probably 2012 or so. 2011 2012 around and through there i was working at guitar center and, and this guy came in i was like man that guy looks that guy looks really really familiar and uh, he asked me if i played drums and i was like yeah dude he's like well can you can you play for my kid and i'm like yeah yeah i'd love to you know whatever i like playing drums so i got out there and i'll play a little bit and we just started you know uh i can't really say shooting the you know whatever but anyway started talking a little bit and i asked him i was like are you a race car driver and he's like yeah i'm like well what is your name and he's like i'm jimmy owens and i'm like yeah, I know exactly who you are. I do, I do, I build dirt late models and I put dirt late model bodies on my buddy's car. And he's like, do you have any pictures of your, of your work? I'm like, yeah. And I go and I show them on my phone and he's like, uh, he's like, well, the only guy that does bodies at my shop is me. Do you want to come and work for me? He's like, I've got, <laughs> I've got a seat in the car right now. We're on our way to Eldora. And it's like, yeah, I'll give you a job right now. I'm like, I'm at work. Like, you yeah. know, and I'm like, I, I have, you know, responsibilities here, but looking back on it, I should have done that it. That seems like that would have <laughs> been a, very, a yeah. pretty cool opportunity. Yeah. I was like, man, I should have done that. And, and I'd never, I didn't get his number. I didn't do anything like that. Like I should have like a moron yeah. just in the moment, like working. I'm like, oh, I got, you know, I got responsibilities I have here, but looking back on it, you know, that, that was one of the things that I really should have done because I mean, look at some of the things that, that Jimmy has done in the past eight years, you know, since that moment. I mean, uh, 
Good gosh. I mean, he, what, he won last week up at Bulls Gap yeah, in a crate late model? Sure, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, heck yeah, man. The guy, um, he's just one of, the, one of the smoothest drivers I've ever seen. Just a, such a great driver and such a great guy as well. Um, yeah, that's one of, the, uh, one of the many regrets that I have had in the racing industry. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy won the 2020 Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Championship, and yeah. I actually want to get him on the show here in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully we can make that work. We should be able to catch up with him, but we'll just see how that goes. But so anyway, yeah, this weekend we had some pretty big, I mean, for the, you know, both the national tours to be over, we still had some pretty big races to talk about over the weekend. One of those was down at Magnolia at the Cotton Picking 100. They had 32 late models there. Friday, it was a 4,000 to win show. Tim McCready won over Billy Moyer Jr., Mike Marler finished third, Chris Madden finished fourth, and Spencer Hughes was fifth. And then going into Saturday, Chris Madden stepped it up a notch and took home the 12,000 to win race over Tim McCready, Billy Moyer Jr. and Chris Ferguson finished fourth. We'll probably, we'll probably be talking to Chris Ferguson's little brother here in a little while as crew chief. That's just a little hint about what's coming up later. And Tyler Herb was fifth in that race. And then, like you said, Jimmy Owens, he, he won that big crate race at Bulls Gap. They had uh, at volunteer speedway Bulls Gap, Tennessee. They had 73, crate cars show up for that race a big deal Twelve thousand to win and you know you look at these crate races and these these kind of and also so on, on friday night they had a five thousand win race and ricky weiss won it so these big crate races here at the end of the year it's not it's not uncommon to see a big super late model star jump in and run mm-hmm. with them guys and yeah. You know, they pay a big purse like that. They can't expect him not to come, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, if the, you know, the series he's running, you know, he it's all done for the year and kind of, you know, the end of the year, you know, there's still some big races that are out there. And, and you know, he shows up at Bulls Gap, a track that he, you know, lives right near there. So, and I, and I can't remember whose car he drove, but I know it wasn't his. But, uh, yeah, hopped in the Crate Late model and, and, and took it home there. So, and Bulls Gap is just a great, great racetrack. I love going to Bulls Gap been going there for such a long time being an east tennessee kid and um man happy that you got it done and and yeah jimmy just wonderful driver yeah it's right there in his backyard you know i saw that's his fan base i mean he Mm -hmm. he probably took his merch trailer over there and sold a lot of t-shirts and did pretty good this weekend uh let's see there was another there was another race we could talk about boyd's speedway in ringgold georgia paid five thousand to win this weekend and ray cook's schaefer's oil fall nationals they had 28 cars down there and michael page outrun those guys randy weaver finished second that's pretty cool to see randy weaver's name back in the lineup mm-hmm. yeah randy weaver man he's a, he's a middle tennessee guy mm-hmm. old dream weaver 116 i remember uh, uh guys i used to work for in super late models back in the mid 2000s we'd uh, he gosh he would come over to atomic speedway like i said outside of knoxville tennessee there and he would uh he would put a hurting on a lot of us <laughs> a lot of times out there. But, uh, yeah, it's good to see him back in the in dirt late model world. Yeah, Randy Weaver was doing a little bit of pit reporting back this summer on mm-hmm. on the Flow Network and everything. And, man, he'd done a great job. I thought, man, this guy, well, he knows his stuff, obviously, but he actually has a really good voice and, and does a good job doing that. So so then, it, then they had another big race. There was a, like I said, there was a lot of pretty big races this weekend all, th- all scattered throughout the southeast and – Another one we can talk about, Modoc, South Carolina, Modoc Speedway, the Jack Sturrett Memorial, the 10th Annual Jack Sturrett Memorial. One if of the you, best names I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jack Sturrett was a great guy. He uh, he sponsored a lot of race cars in the southeast and beyond. And 
you know, if you if you went to any race, you'd see his name on somebody's oh, yeah. car. Yeah. He he spent a lot of money and, and it was sad whenever he passed away, it really yep. was. So and that race paid five thousand twenty two to win. The twenty two significant because that was always the race car number yep. on his cars. So yeah, Dennis Rambo Franklin won that thing. That was his biggest win since two thousand sixteen, they said. Hmm. And that was uh so he outran Johnny Persley, Clay Knight, Jeff Smith, and Brett Ham was fifth. And that was the Ultimate Series. I got to give a shout out. The Ultimate Series has got a new announcer. Tommy Tedder stepped away, a longtime series announcer. And my buddy Blake Harris actually is going to fill his shoes. And Blake said, those are pretty big shoes to fill. But I think I think Blake's going to do a good job, Blake. So uh, keep it up out there, man. And uh, we'll see what happens in the future for you. Another race out there this weekend, Lake Cumberland. I believe that's out in Kentucky. Cameron Marler won that thing over Tyler Carpenter, 5,000 to win. Uh, let's see. So this coming week, we've got, we've got Lancaster, 10,000 to win. Carolina Clash to Palmetto State, 50. And Cherokee Speedway to Blue Gray, 100. We're going to talk to Matt Wheeler here in a few minutes to preview those. He's the announcer at those tracks. I want to make a mention of this. Tri-County Speedway, or Tri-County Racetrack in Brasstown, North Carolina, had a race for this Thursday night. They went ahead and canceled that. Uh, we want to send our well wishes out to Ray Cook and his family. He's quarantined. Some of his family members have COVID, and they just couldn't make it work to have that race this week. So, Ray, we're thinking of you and your family, man. Y'all get well soon. Serious business to COVID, and uh, we want you to get well and be back out there doing it again. So, so what do you think, Jeremy? What do you, did you watch any racing this weekend? No, I didn't. I, I was I was teaching school at Charlotte Motor Speedway with uh, one of the racing schools that I work with. Uh, I was there, but uh, uh, real 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 quick, Ray Cook. Have you ever heard him sing the national anthem? Yeah, I, have you, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because because you mentioned a moment ago about Randy Weaver, you know, having a good voice or whatnot, and then you had mentioned Ray Cook a while ago, and I, I thought back, I was like, man, I remember listening to, to Ray Cook sing the national anthem at many races. You know, old fifty three out there up there right. with a microphone in his hand singing the national anthem before a race, and I always thought that was a really cool thing about Ray Cook. Great driver, and then also a good singer as well. Yeah, Ray can do it all, man. He can get on the motor grader and work the track and yeah. drive a race car and put it on the pole and sing the national anthem. And, and you're talking about him singing, he can play to get a little bit too i've i've been in a couple of races before where they have the uh church service and he will get up Mm -hmm. there and give his testimony which is great and then he'll you know sing a couple songs and play his guitar so yeah ray cook's definitely a guy to look up to in racing and he's always been one of my favorites for sure yeah yeah he's he's a great dude i never had actually had the opportunity to meet him but uh always you know always admired his driving and and you know, me being a musician as well. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny how often those two things coincide, racing and music. Like, they just kind of go hand in hand. And, you know, you think about, like, Kyle Petty or, or uh, Marty Robbins, you know, guys back in the day that were, you know, music people. And then they also drove race cars as well. So I like to see that sort of thing because I'm one of those guys. So Yeah, me too. I I love music also. I got a, I got a you know, a bunch of friends that are into it and I got a really good friend up in Shelby. If he just had a shot, I believe he could go out there and run with them guys. His name's Kevin Deadman. So shout out to him. They've got the Dirty Grass Soul Band. And like I say, he he kicks ass on iRacing, but I don't think he's ever really drove a car in real life. But man, if somebody gave him a shot, I think he's got the got the know-how to do it and put it up in the front for sure. Yeah, it's so. a... It, it, 
the iRacing is super cool. I was really, really excited whenever they came out with dirt racing. Yeah. Because I, you know, I, shoot, I will tell you this though, from the last time I drove a dirt late model, which was many, many years ago, and then me trying to get in one on iRacing, I forgot completely how to do it. And uh, once I, you know, started getting the hang of it and I started, had to start with crates again and start doing that, um, it, it started to come a little bit more natural, but uh, good Lord, I, I still haven't quite, quite mastered the whole super thing yet, but uh, uh, I, I stick pretty much with the limited car on iRacing, but I was really excited whenever they came out with the dirt stuff on iRacing, but uh, uh, it, it's nice to see, you know, especially this year, speaking of COVID, where oh, yeah. uh, a heck, lot of series yeah. went to that, you know, and then also even World of Outlaws and those guys, you know, uh, you know, even Bloomquist and some of these guys had simulators set up in their shops and they were running on iRacing. I thought that was just really, really rad to see a lot more people getting getting into that this year. Yeah, I've been sim racing quite a while, probably 15 years or so if I had to guess, but but this year was probably the the cool the highlight of my sim racing career was because you could get on there and and all the big names were on there racing. Yeah. And we we'd get on Discord and and get on there and talk till two or three in the morning sometimes because hell we didn't have to get up and go to work at that time <laughs> i did jeez <laughs> they, they they deemed my work as necessary as a necessary business so well they made uh, me non-essential there not, for yeah there we not, yeah so. essential yeah well yeah we started making uh working in the racing industry a lot of us started doing face shields and right and oh, things yeah. like that so that's that's what we switched over we stopped making uh parts for teams and started making uh, face shields for for uh you know, first responders or, or, you know, people in the medical field. So, uh, yeah, yeah there was a time there, interesting where I, year. <laughs> there was a time where I had to work a day or two a week, but we, we still stayed up a long time on our race and you'd lose oh, yeah. track of time and you'd be on there racing, having some conversations and man, we had a lot of fun. It was, Oh yeah, <laughs> it was cool. And, and, and some of those guys like Trent Ivy was, got real good at it. And Corey Gordon, those guys are both buddies of mine and local guy, you know, they race real cars. Well, they actually won some big races on TV that paid like a thousand to win. And those races were probably considered bigger wins to them than actual like five <laughs> yeah. to $10,000 checks they've got on the wall in their shop. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you think about it. I mean, these guys that do this, this sim racing stuff, was, for I racing specifically, you know, it's, it, it, those guys are so good. I mean, those guys are so insanely good at, at the sim racing and, it, and it's not easy. You know, I mean, that's, that's a really difficult stuff to, to have the car control and whatnot. And, and some of these setups that these guys have in these cars to be able to drive it the way they do. And, um, you know, the way the track changes every lap, just like what a real race does. And, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting stuff. Welcome back to this week's episode of the forward bike podcast. I happen to have a very special guest here on the line. Matt Wheeler, he's the voice of Cherokee Speedway in 2020, and next year we'll be transitioning over to Lancaster Speedway. Matt, can you hear us? You're out, you're out there? Yes, sir. Got you loud and clear. Good. You're sounding good tonight, man. Well, tell us a little bit about your background before we get started previewing this weekend's racing. Well, I've always been a big fan of uh, racing and everything, and uh, I took my teeth at uh, Lancaster Speedway uh, as far as getting to know what dirt track racing is and everything, and uh, uh, grew up at that racetrack, uh, spent a lot of night, Saturday nights there, and, uh, you know, just been to pretty other racetracks. I could say I've probably been to about 20 or so different racetracks, and not nearly as many as you, Kyle Armstrong, but, you know, <laughs> I still, <laughs> I've still made my way around, you know, plenty. Uh, I've really just been a casual fan for the longest time and everything, and 
just uh, so happened to have the knack for announcing. I had a buddy of mine tag me in a post, a couple of Facebook posts a couple of years ago for uh, Sucker Speedway was looking for an announcer. And, and uh, actually, uh, he had been, you know, hinting it, you know, that you got a good voice, man. You ought to be, a, you, you should, uh, you should go down there and give it a shot. And yeah, I was like, what the heck? Might as well go do it. Cause, uh, Sissy McAllister, she's, uh, the promoter of the racetrack. Uh, actually, um, the sister of David Banjo, he's a big name down there. They actually own the racetrack and, uh, big shout out to them, Miss Wanda, Mr. David and Cody and everybody involved with that. And, um, they actually gave me a chance and let me get my boy heard and, you know, work with me a little bit, you know, and it just snowballed from there. I, I was there for two years and 17 and 18 and then. I got the phone call from Scott Childress at the tail end of 2018, and the past two years I've been at Cherokee Speedway rocking and rolling some huge events. I mean, I can sit here and talk about this, you know, forever, but, you know, it's uh, it's been a blessing to, to be able to go to a place like that and get exposure and, and uh, get to get on the calling races and stuff. It's it, it's nothing, been nothing but a blast. I've had a bl- It's been a blessing the whole time. Yeah, you've had a chance to call some pretty big races down there, and and have your name in some highlight reels and stuff like that. I wonder what one of your most favorite ones has been. Probably, uh, actually, you just shared this with me the other day. You shared the video of Ed Batesy, the infamous Ed Batesy video going over the wall in turn number three. I actually had the same kind of moment happen to me last year at the V8 Nationals. I think it was a a, a non-qualifiers race or something. Mark McLeod, he's actually from Sumter. It was actually a Sumter car that went over the wall in turn three, and uh, and it instantly reminded me of that moment right there. And I was like, "Man, this is just this is just weird right here." The the spirits were out that night looking out for old Matt. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Well, man, this coming weekend we've got a couple of big races right in our backyard. And well, first we'll we'll talk a little bit about the one that's at Lancaster, November twenty first, this Saturday. 10,000 to win the Palmetto state 50 Carolina clash series will be at Lancaster speedway. Matt, you'll, you'll be there. I know you will, and I'll see you there. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on down there this weekend? I'll actually be on the microphone for the support divisions and, uh, for just about the whole show. So you'll get me, get to hear me call that at night as well. Mr. Mark Huey, actually the guy that, really set the bar for me as far as calling races because he was the guy I had to listen to every week, week in and week out at, at that place for a long, long time. I get to work with him and everything, and it's, it should be a good showing, you know. Like I said, Dennis Rambo Franklin leading the point. He's special at the end at Novak. He's just at that racetrack. I do believe – don't quote me on this. I'm not mistaken. I do believe he's got the most super late model wins officially at that track. Who's that? Who did you say? He's got plenty of momentum coming into this race. Uh, him and his dad, Dick Franklin, plenty of contributions over over the decades for dirt racing, you know. And um, he's actually leading the points once again. He's a former champion at uh, the Carolina Clash Series, like a, and a former Ultimate Series champion, fresh off of a win and uh, leading the points right now. Him, Brett Ham's in second place for points. David Yandel, another legendary driver around those parts at Lancaster. Ross Bells, Michael Brown, Johnny Persley, Zach Mitchell. The whole gang's going to be there. I mean, it, it should be a good show, and they got a 1,000 to win Thunder Bomber race, and I'll be getting the call to support divisions, and uh, Mr. Huey will be on the microphone for the uh, for the class race. But 10,000 to win 50 laps at a half mile. Don't get better than that. 
Yeah, you mentioned Rambo having the most wins there. I've, I don't think I've ever heard that stat. If that's true, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Because I know I he's won a lot of races. Late model wins. Yeah. My buddy Marty Hansen keeps up with that, a lot of that stuff. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a cool guy, too. So, so yeah, that's going to be a good race then at Lancaster. And like I said, I'll be there. I'll, I'll definitely see you there. And then uh, for sure. Oh, yeah, most certainly. Just come up to the tower and say, hey, I'll probably be walking around during the super stuff. So that's always a good thing, too, when the, when the super uh, cars are in town. I get to actually get out the booth and walk around and enjoy it, enjoy it at different, you know, angles and stuff. So that's always fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then of course, Sunday, we, we've got to mention the Blue Gray 100, of course, 10,000 to win at Cherokee Speedway down in Gaffney, South Carolina. Exit 96 off I-85, if you're wondering. And if you can get down there, I mean, this is going to be a good show. It's going to start about 1 o'clock and, you know, it'll be a good day race. You'll be home early, so there's really no excuse not to go, in my opinion. So tell us a little bit about that one and what to expect this weekend, Matt. Oh yeah, it's a it's a huge deal. Big thanks to Scott Childress, Tony Adair. Childress actually, he's a promoter of the year from uh, World Racing Group, and you know Tony, he he butts his tail there all the time. Tony Adair, he's actually got a race car entered for the World Crown Four Cylinder race this year, and guys like Bruce Cole that bust their tails there to keep that place tip top. I gotta send a very special shout out to them before you know before I get in, get in at anything, but yeah. Um, Blue Gray 100, 30th annual race. That I mean, it it speaks for itself. The Blue Gray 100. Like I said, it's kind of like our version of the North South 100 down here. You know what I mean? It's, it, tons of history behind it. Tons of great drivers that, that's raced that race, and it's the second year in a row they're doing the uh, co-sanction with the uh, Extreme Winner Series. So that should be a pretty good deal too. And uh, a lot of surprises as far as drivers showing up. Of course, we're going to have the regular class crowd because that's their season finale and everything. They'll also be running for points, and and it's ten, like I said, ten thousand to win, a hundred lapper. But we're also going to have a lot of special guests in that race as well. That's going to be contended for that winter series points. Chris Madden, he's actually fresh off of a win at Magnolia, Mississippi. He actually won the Winter Series points last year, and hopefully he'll be contending with us next year. And Kyle Strickler, he finished in the top three last year in a late model. He's been having a stellar year. I know you talked to him on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and and um, I hope I, there's really no telling who's going to show up. I always like the surprise of it, you know, and uh, it's going to be a good show, and it's going to be a fun race. Uh, 2,000 to win. Um, they actually got the limited cars, limited late models going to be there, and a couple of other things. Pure Stock's going to be there going to be getting a call of, uh, you know, the show for both tracks. I mean, it's doubling down. Anytime an, a- an announcer can double down at, at two of the top tracks in the state, I mean, that is such a blessing, man. Yeah, for sure. That's going to be a good time. I mean, I look forward to going down there. I'm, I'm guessing that we'll probably get there, you know, early that morning and do a little bit of tailgate and maybe take the grill, take the cooler. And, and I'm pretty sure I'll be seeing you guys out there beforehand. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you're always welcome, man, for sure. Come see us and, and, you know, we'll be out there and hanging out. And it's all always look forward to that race. You know, this is the 30th annual Blue Gray 100 this weekend. It's always been a race that, I mean, I've pretty much been at, I wouldn't say all of them, but I've been to most of them because it's just about as old as I am. Hell, I've had my diaper changed at that race before, more than likely. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it one bit. Yeah. You've, been a, you've been all over the place yourself, but it's been, like I said, it's been a, it's been a huge honor to get to do this stuff and, uh, it was only proper for me to come back to the home track 
like you said, next year I'll be at uh, Lancaster Speedway and everything. You know, they made a deal with me, and they've been chomping at the bit to try to get me back here. And and uh, actually never really officially been here for a full season yet. So next year's uh, they got a lot of good stuff lined up. They got plenty of ultimate races, class races. They actually have a uh, a uh, dried in the winter extreme series race set up for the tail end of the year next year as well. So. Oh, We're still going to get plenty of exposure, plenty of time uh, on some live pay-per-views and stuff, so it should be fun. That's cool. That's the first I've heard of that. I, I assume that'll be the same weekend as the Blue-Gray next year. Uh, maybe, quite possibly. I but um, those, uh, those details are being further discussed, but I do believe that from what I heard, that is, that is confirmed. We will have a, an extreme race next year at Lancaster. I got you. I just hope you don't get in trouble for spilling the beans here on the Speed Sport podcast. Well, well, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to uh, spoil the party for you, but <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we look forward. Yeah, we, we look forward to that for sure. You know, I'll be there. I, I, I guess, and but it's always good to get the word out. And you know, those guys are making noise still, and I'm, I'm really glad to be a part of it. Some super nice people there. Well, you know, and I don't think that they've seen the last of you at Cherokee either, because you know, I'm sure you'll still go down there and do some more announcing too in your spare time. I mean, I, at least that's the way I hope it goes. Cause I look forward to, you know, seeing you stay busy. Yeah, most certainly. Hopefully they'll call me up and actually come back and do some races and stuff. And, um, I'll definitely be there for all their big races, the Grassy Smith race and the Mike Duval Memorial. And I know they have, they're scheduled to have another, uh, woo race, two more woo races next year as well. And, uh, all their, uh, ultimate race. I do believe they have a couple more ultimate races and some class races sprinkled in there. So just about every month there's a, uh, super late model race at Gaffney, so it's still there's like they're still making noise in the super late model world as well. And and uh, big shouts out to them; they've been rocking and rolling forever, man. That that's one established joint, and and uh, I'm really was really really glad to get to call races there. Yeah, for sure, man. You've done a good job, and like I said, I, I value your friendship, man. You're a good friend, and we've had a lot of fun together. A couple weeks ago at Charlotte, we had a lot of fun at that race, and. You know, I look forward to a lot more good times in the future, man. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely see you out there this weekend at both of those shows, okay? Yes, sir. Most certainly. I'll be looking for you, man, and I'll be sure to give you a shout-out. Oh, yeah. Shout the show out. Let them, let them know to listen. Oh, most definitely, man. All right, man. Well, thank you, Matt, for being with us this week. We sure do appreciate it. And like I said, we'll see you this weekend. Yes, sir. You guys have a good night. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. Welcome back to another edition of the Forward Bike Podcast. I'm Kyle Armstrong. I'm your host. And this this segment, we're going to talk to Brandon Connard, the crew chief for Chris Ferguson Motorsports. Uh, Brandon, what's going on, man? Oh, not much. We're just, uh, just got the car unloaded. I'm going to get it ready to wash and tackle the week, uh, start tomorrow. Yeah, I was wondering, wondering about that. I mean, you guys, you, uh, well, you actually didn't even go with them this weekend. They went down there and had a pretty good run, but you were actually racing go-karts this weekend. Actually did pretty well for yourself out there at Millbridge, won $1,000. Yeah, it was a pretty good weekend for myself. Um, Chris and them had a couple good runs, so I might be fired. Uh, they ran pretty <laughs> well without me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a blast out there at Millbridge. I was fortunate enough to pick up two wins with the DNQ series at the Hoosier Nationals, and that was an awesome deal, and uh, just happened to be my night. 
Yeah, man, that was pretty cool for Hoosier to put up this, that kind of money and everything. Well, so you're working on the car tonight. What kind of stuff have you been doing so far? Uh, well, unfortunately, we all got full-time jobs. So whenever I get here, it's still dirty. Um, I didn't even get to help dirty it up this weekend. I still get the pleasure of washing it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so me and Dad got it downloaded, uh, just stripping the body off of it. There's a little bit of body damage and uh, just taking the air filters off. And it's pretty minimal stuff tonight because it's getting so dark uh, so early. So we're just going to get stripped down, and then I'll get it washed tomorrow. There you go. Yeah, man, it, this getting dark early kind of puts a damper on doing things outside, don't it? Oh yeah, it seems like at six o'clock it's already midnight, and uh, <laughs> yeah. everything slows down. Yeah, your drive slows down, and uh, seems like it's way longer uh, of a task than what it actually is. I got gotcha. you. Well, what what kind of stuff do you guys do during the week? Like, walk us through. You know, what your itinerary would be to get ready. Like, what's your checklist before each race? Um. Well, <clears throat> this week we're gonna get it ready and get it washed up tomorrow and i think they had a little rear end issue uh down there in mississippi so we're gonna have to get it out tomorrow night after we wash it and go get it checked um then usually uh that's all we do on a normal week is just get a wash and then we'll go home because you're soaking wet and it's cold outside Mm -hmm. and then uh wednesday we'll work on getting the, the body panels the rugs all the tires get the truck and trailer cleaned back up and then uh thursday we'll get everything maintenance up and try to get everything loaded up friday night there you go yeah i had i had matt wheeler on in the last segment and you know he's the announcer for lancaster next year and cherokee this year so i was kind of getting his perspective and a preview of what's to come this weekend at those at both of those big races well you're the crew chief going into these big races this weekend. I just, you know, what's your perspective? You're down there on the ground actually doing it. So, uh, what, what's your expectations and your perspective come looking into this weekend? Um, well, uh, we have high expectations. Uh, you know, we've ran good the last couple of weeks. We kind of been struggling in these conditions around home. Uh, I think we clicked on it, uh, last weekend, whenever we ran Lancaster and Carolina, and found a little something and it converted over to mississippi which we had a completely different setup but we kind of kept the momentum up so we're looking forward to these big races around home it's going to be tough we have the best regional guys in the country in my opinion especially at lancaster uh you got ben Watkins, uh michael brown uh zach mitchell all those guys who are just made numerous laps around that joint so we're gonna have to be on our a game yeah, I expect those both of those races to be full of some heavy hitters. I mean, it, they, here at the end of the year, I mean, this is probably their last big shot to come out and win some good money. It's 10000 to win at Lancaster on Saturday and also again on Sunday at Gaffney. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. To, it's probably going to be one of our last races too. Um, so it's nice to race for a lot of money in one weekend, you know, 45 minutes from home. Hopefully we can capitalize on it, uh, especially the blue-gray. You know, that's a, um, a pretty big race around here. It has a lot of history. If you've won it, then you've done something in racing in my eyes. Uh, and uh, hopefully we can add our name to the trophy list. Well, I hope so. I mean, I know that Chris has tried to win that race a long time. You know, a lot of people, they know your brother, 
but they really don't know you a whole lot. So I just, you know, t- take a few minutes and kind of introduce yourself to everybody and, you know, where, you know, how you got started in this race. And I mean, obviously you're a racing family. I mean, your dad did it. He won the world crown four cylinder championship back in the day. And I mean, but you guys just, you know, you're a racing family, go up and down the road together and live it. Yeah, man, I love doing it. Uh, yeah, our dad, he, he raced four cylinders way back when. Uh, he still taunts Chris today because he's won a bigger race than Chris has by $50. Uh, dad won $12,050 for that uh, four cylinder race, and Chris has won a $12,000, so he's holding that over his head. <laughs> um, but uh, shortly after that, we got into go karts and. Uh, I didn't have very much success, had a couple bad accidents, and I decided to let Chris do the racing, and I'll do the helping, and uh, I was still young, so I went to a couple go-kart races with him, kind of got out of it, you know, did my own thing with my buddies, and uh, when he moved up to late models, I kind of got more involved, and now I think I'm involved more than anybody except maybe my dad. Yeah, there you go. You talked about you did a little bit of racing there. I remember, I remember that Bandolero deal that you had, and I mean, and you actually flipped that car one night, and I was there, and I remember it happening, and that was just a crazy deal. I remember, I remember your mom got there, and she got there later, you know, than I did, and I was there, and I saw it happen, and she was asking, "Have you seen my boy Brandon?" I said, "I said, well, I don't know. Is he supposed to be here?" and she said, yeah, he's driving driving a Bandolero. I said, oh, that's cool. I said, well, what's it look like? She said, it's number 44 and kind of looks like Chris Madden's car a little bit. I said, really? I said, that car flipped a little while ago. So I was the one to break the news to your mom about that. And, you know, I was thinking about that the other day, and I kind of I kind of feel bad that I was the one to break the news to her, and she came to see you race that night. But it's good to see you back racing again and actually doing pretty good. Yeah, the uh, the Bandolero was a little bit of a stint. Uh, not very successful in that. It was just something we'd go to the summer shootout. And I was like, dang, that looks fun. And, uh, you know, my dad spends so much on Chris's race. And anytime I want to do something, he feels really obligated to help me do it. And um, so we got into that. And like you said, I didn't have much luck. I was leading a heat race. And got caught up in an accident and flipped about six or seven times. That was a spectacular crash. Oh yeah. Those bodies are made out of that fiberglass. And my dad said it was just (laughs) shredding apart. Said it looked like 10 times more dramatic than what it was. He was like, you you watched it. You would have thought it should have been in one of those. uh, And they walked away videos that you'd see on TV or something. Yeah. That's what I remember too. Just those body panels were just flying 20 feet in the air. (laughs) It was crazy. yeah, that's awesome. You got to break the news to my mom, though. She was all tore up after that. I mean, this is, I don't know, probably, what, 30 minutes, an hour after it happened when she got there. Yeah. I'm okay and stuff. And she was just calling me in a panic. And uh, the funny thing is, she wasn't there for my uh, go-kart flip either and why I got out of go-karts. And she pulled up about 30 minutes to an hour after that, too. So she's just uh, barely missing them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that could be that could be for the better, really. So. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know if her heart could take it. Yeah, well, since we're talking about you driving again, I guess tell us a little bit more about that go-kart deal. I mean, so y'all are, you guys are running treaded tires, right? Yeah, we run a treaded, uh, treaded tire that Hoosier has put together. Um, I'm not sure if they run them on them 
outlaw carts. Or yeah, they run them on those. That. It's kind of rare to run those tires on the flat carts, but they seem to be working well. You guys are getting a lot of use out of them. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, there's a no prep rule. We can groove them and sipe them. Uh, Eddie DeHunt, he's got a good deal going over there at Millbridge between him and Jeremy. Uh, the series is fun, the DNQ Carton series. Uh, Jeremy always has a awesome racetrack at Millbridge. And those uh, treaded tires allow us to move up against the wall, just like the midgets and all those cool guys throwing fly jobs. We get to do the same thing. Um, so it's pretty awesome. It's not just follow the leader. Yeah, I came to a couple of those races. And, man, it really is a good show. I would encourage anybody to go check those races out. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're a blast. I mean, it's super affordable. That's why I got it. You know, we only race once a month, basically. And, uh, cause I obviously have to dedicate most of my time to the late model stuff. So it's just a little get away from me, uh, to have some fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. We, we used to have go-karts about 10 years ago, me and my brother did, and we kind of played around and stuff and ran up there behind Randy LaJoy's shop and everything. And man, if, and we just never, we never could get anything off the ground with those clone motors at that time. And now like the, like what you're running, I mean, if we had something like that while we still had go-karts and was about if I was still about 50 pounds lighter than I am now, man, I'd be all over that. I'd be out there racing with you guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I remember everybody going out there to the old field fillers and having a blast. And I'm glad that something came back around and kind of resurfaced. And it's just been a good deal going out there. And with Hoosier coming on board for this last race, we got to race for some real money. Um, and it was just a good night for myself. There you go. Well, you guys are going to get the chance to race for some more real money this weekend, some bigger money. Like I said, you've got a chance to win $20,000 this weekend at those two races in South Carolina. I'm looking forward to being there, and I'll see you guys there, and uh, we wish you a lot of luck, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. We're going to need uh, all the luck we can get, and hopefully we can end the series, I mean, end the year with a couple good wins. Yeah, and I appreciate you coming on the show such short notice, but I wanted to get a crew chief's perspective, and I knew you'd be the guy to the call man so i really do appreciate you being a part of this with us tonight i appreciate you having me on it was a blast i'm looking forward to listening to the podcast just like the other two episodes i have and i think you got a good uh, program going and i hope you get to take it to the next level yeah well hopefully we can be congratulating you next week how about that yeah that sounds like a plan to me all right brandon well uh, we'll see you out there this weekend man yes sir you have a nice right. night see you well, folks, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, I've checked the weather. The weather looks great in Lancaster, South Carolina, and Gaffney, South Carolina. A couple of really big races. I can't I can't stress it enough, man. You need to get to those races. This sport of dirt late model racing is growing big time. And next year is going to be one of the biggest years ever, I think. All the races are going to be streamed live, pretty much all of them, on different streaming services. So check those out. But... This has been another episode of Forward Bike Podcast on the Speed Sport Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong. We'll talk to you next week.